welcome to Single Mom Mindset, the podcast, a place for choice moms, donor-conceived people, and non-traditional families. Now let's do this. Welcome back to the show. Today, I have Lydia, who is a fellow single mom by choice, who is pregnant, expecting her son. And we are so excited to hear her story, um, what brought her to this decision. And yeah, I'm just really excited to have you here, Lydia. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. I'm really excited to be on here. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm so excited to hear your story. So again, congratulations. I know I've congratulated you personally, but congratulations seeing you face to face. This Mm -hmm. is exciting. How are you feeling? Um, I'm feeling really good. I've had a really easy pregnancy. Like I wish every woman had the pregnancy that I've had because I've had no symptoms, nothing except for like swollen hands and numb, like swollen and numbness in my hands. That's literally it. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, good for you though. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I had a pretty good one with Riley, so I can't complain too much, but with Leo, it was like vomiting felt like I was dying it was really awful and that's funny because boy everyone says that oh if it's a boy it's this and if it's a girl it's this you have to expect this and it's so not true because with Leo I was so sick so and everybody was right with me like every single wives tale (laughs) pregnancy trick to tell what you're having I had so many people doing it and every single one of them were like oh you're having a boy you're having a boy and I was like I don't think so I think I'm having a girl and then I got my test results back and I was like, oh, you're a boy. Okay. <laughs> well, can we talk about that a little bit? Because as I know, kind of in our community, there's a lot of moms that get a little bit freaked out when they find out that it's a boy. Cause it's like, uh, hold on a sec. I have to teach this boy how to pee. Like, how are we, like, how are the conversations going to be? Like boys can be kind of gross sometimes. <laughs> like, what am I getting myself into? Did you have any of that at all? I actually didn't. I've always wanted a son. It was only recently when I had a moment where I was like, maybe I really want a girl because then we could do like all the cutesy stuff and all the girly things, but that's not who I am. And so when I found out I was having a boy, I was like, thank you universe. You actually listened to me. (laughs) And I was like, I really, really want a boy. But I've always always wanted a boy. So it was, it was funny because leading up before I found out that he was a boy, I was thinking about skirt length, short lengths, hormones, having to talk about dating and periods and Mm -hmm. all the rest of that. And when I was heading into work one day, um, I had an epiphany and went, I don't have to worry about any of that anymore. Now I have to make a decision about circumcisions. Yeah. And that was it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's not so bad, right? Mm -hmm. No, I no, guess I don't have to do it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That was a whole other, I don't even want to get into that topic because I'm sure people are going to have heavy opinions on that to do it, not to do it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I know for me it was, I thought I was like sure that I was going to be a girl mom. So I had Riley and that just worked out. I knew she was a girl from the second night she was conceived. And then with Leo, I was convinced he was a girl too. And it was like, okay, easy. I've done it. I'm doing it that's fine. He'll just fit right in. It's fine. And then when I, I nearly had a heart attack and I, it's with love. Okay. Love him. He's perfect. He's exactly who he's supposed to be. And he fits in perfectly, mm-hmm. but I had a, a minor heart attack. Cause it was like, hold on how, 
how am I going to do this? Can I do this as a woman? Like, what do I have to offer to my son and freaking out? And it was all for nothing. It was all freaking out literally for nothing because he fits in, like I said, perfectly. And the love from a little boy for his mama is something that it's like, oh, there's no words. Like Riley and I, we have our our bond also, obviously, but yeah. the boy love for his mama is just something that you, you can't put into words. So it worked out oh, yeah. for the better, I think. I have yeah, one of each now. I'm I'm good. Yeah, I have um my siblings each have a boy. So I've seen the boy mom life on yeah. that. And then between my nephews and then all of my girlfriend's kids that have kids. Mm-hmm. My son is actually the tiebreaker because I have four and four. So oh, I've wow. seen girls and boys. I haven't seen teenage boys yet mm-hmm. because all my boys are still single. Di- or My first one just turned 10 recently, okay. but everybody else is single digits. But my girls are almost all double digits. And I have my oldest goddaughter is about to turn 15. And I'm like, how is this even possible? Oh, my God. Like, I remember when you were born and changing your diapers. I have that thought for all of them. And now I'm like, oh, it's my turn. And I don't get to give him back because I'm the mom. (laughs) This is all on me now, but I'm a hundred percent good with it. Yeah. I mean, it's such an exciting thing. I think there's, there's just these moments when you're pregnant, especially when you're getting to like middle end where it's like, oh shit, (laughs) hold on, this is actually happening. And I think every woman has that too. Anyone that's like, no, I was fine from the beginning. Like, I I think that's kind of a lie. Unless you've already had kids, it's it's a big deal. This is a real thing. And like you said, you're not giving them back. Like, the, mm-hmm. they're yours, but you're going to do great. I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. Well, thank you. And whenever I need a break, I have friends and yeah. my son's godmother and grandparents that are like, you need a break, just hand them over to me. I'll take them for however long you want. I love that. Well, that was actually, it's a good segue into something I want to ask you is how is your support system? Seems like everyone's pretty great. Yeah. I have an amazing support system. My family supports me. All the women in my family, when I told them that I was doing this, every single one of them were like, that is so smart. You're cutting out all the trouble, all the problems. You don't have to worry about any of sharing of the information, any of it. Yeah, it's been it's been really good. Most people, I've only come across probably a handful of people that haven't been 100% on it, but they either came around or they just keep their opinions to themselves. Well, I, I mean, good, because at the end of the day, whose life is it, right? Ours. But that's it. I have such a hard time with people that get so like hell bent on trying to change somebody else's opinion. And like, it's your life. You know what I mean? Like, you shouldn't do this. Or you should do that. Like, it doesn't affect you. Right. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, just yeah. do you. I'm going to do me. Love you from exactly. afar. You can go do your thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad to hear that you have a really good support system. That's really, really important. It is. And the funny part is, is that I'm not the only person that's pregnant, like two of my coworkers and like people keep popping up around me pregnant at the same, around the same time, but they're all weeks after me. And I'm like, pregnant energy into work. (laughs) Everybody's popping up pregnant. I love that. Now, Mm -hmm. do you, are any of them uh, choice moms also? No, I'm the only one. 
Yeah. I... Everybody else is married. Okay. Do you see so, any differences between your pregnancy and theirs? Like, do you ever have like conversations about it or? Um, are you talking about from like, a just like their couple? support and things like that? Do they feel supported by their spouses and stuff? Oh, not to put anybody on blast or anything, but. Oh no, a hundred percent. Everybody. Um, the women that are in my life that want to be, that are pregnant and want to be pregnant have been trying for a long time. Oh, and so yeah. they're all very happy and very blessed and thankful at the yeah. fact that it is now their turn as well. Oh, so you really did bring the pregnant energy. Pretty so much. You. Pretty I'm much. Not- I know one of my coworkers <laughs> was like, I'm trying to get pregnant. And I was like, pregnant energy going straight your way. <laughs> she got pregnant that week. Shut up. Like yeah. actually, actually got pregnant that week, roughly. Okay. So I think we just found like your side hustle. You're just going to like go around <laughs> talking to me and be like, here's your pregnant energy. Here's your pregnant yeah, energy. Yeah, but I think it only works while I'm pregnant. So there's like a timeline that it's taken down. So oh, it works okay. for the so next People like, better move. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so people better get cracking if they want your energy. That or stay away from me from the next like month and a half for those that don't want to get pregnant. No kidding. That's too funny. Well, I like that you're bringing that good energy and that you're around a lot of other people that are pregnant and just that you can share those feelings with. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, it's been it's been really amazing. Good. I'm happy to hear that. Okay, now I want to kind of backtrack and hear a little bit of your personal story. So my, my story, I'm not really big into dating because I grew up with a lot of really strong women in my family and my friends. And my dad is an amazing guy. He's very stand up. Like I told him once, I was like, you've ruined me for men because you have set such a high standard Mm -hmm. that pretty much nobody can compare to. So, so yeah. So when I, I started thinking about using a donor, God, probably 14 years ago. Holy shit. What? That (laughs) long ago? Yeah. That long ago. Okay. Wow. Okay. Because a lot of my girlfriends, um, dated a lot and had better luck with relationships and things like that. And I was just stuck in my head and I was like, you know what? If I do have kids, then, you know, I'll probably just end up using a donor, make it simple. Okay. And then, um, I started working and got stuck in my career and everything like that. And, um, when I got, it was December of 19. So before the pandemic, I had gone on vacation with a couple of my girlfriends, one of which is a single mom as well. Amazing woman. And I told them, this is my plan. This is what I want to do. And, um, uh, and she told me she was very point blank with it. And she was like, being a single mom is hard. Mm-hmm. It's worth it, but I will be by your side and be there with you no matter what, if you choose to do this. Oh, so yeah. yeah. And she's, she's such an amazing friend and my, and then COVID hit and then everything started going back to normal and I started dating again and I kind of, and I told myself if I didn't have somebody in my life, by the time I was 34, I would start looking into it. Mm -hmm. So I met my ex the month before my birthday 
and, you know, dated for like eight months, whole thing. And, um, that went sideways. And so I went to my doctor's office and I said, men suck. I want a donor. (laughs) And she said, okay, here's what we need to do. You're going to go get blood tests. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. And then we're going to figure out the next step. (laughs) Okay. Please tell me you actually said those words to the doctor. I did. I did. I I walked into my doctor's office and she was like, what can I do for you? I was like, men fucking suck. I want a donor. I know. I know. Oh my God. I kind of love that for you though. You took your power back. F that guy. He wasn't Uh it. And you knew what you wanted for 14 years, which is like wild that like, I still can't wrap my head around that people knew this was an option. Like, I don't know where the hell I was living that I didn't even know that it was a thing. Well, like I didn't really even like, like I knew it was an option, but I didn't delve into it because I knew in my twenties, I was not mentally, emotionally, financially Mm -hmm. ready for any of it. Right. So, um, that's and then, you know, finding your page randomly, your right. story randomly on Instagram reels uh-huh. was what kicked all of this off. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. See, and that's another thing going back to just like sharing our stories, how it's like, I felt called to do it because again, I've said it a million times. I didn't realize that it was a thing. And then Mm -hmm. as soon as I started sharing, it was like, holy shit, there's so many of us. Like, what? How is this a thing? Like, how come I didn't know? And how come more people aren't talking about this? Like, what the hell? What's crazy is, is that like, when I talk to, when I talk about it to women in my life, whether they're clients of mine at work Mm -hmm. or family members, they'll be like, the women have told me like, oh my God, that's so smart. I should tell my daughter about this because she's not Mm -hmm. ready for kids, but she has a really bad time dating and yada, 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 but wants to have these things. Right. But that's the thing. Like, why not? Because I get a lot of DMs too, that it's like, I might not want to do it now, but like, what is the age cutoff? Like if I'm, you know, I'm in my late thirties, does that mean that it's, that's the end for me? And there's so much misinformation about that too, which again, if we have these conversations, we can just, we can all learn together. Like, I don't know everything. I'm not going to claim to know everything, especially when it comes to like the fertility aspects. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't do IVF. I didn't have to go through any kind of medical treatments in that way at all. So I'm not a pro when it comes to that. But that's why if we all can share together and have these conversations, we can know because you might be in your forties and very well be able to have a baby. But if you know that this is an option and you start younger and start, Mm -hmm. you know, and having embryos that are there just to use, if you choose to eventually, like what a beautiful thing to set yourself up for success later on. Oh, for sure. I like, know that that's an option. Yeah. Well, and plus I also use part of our story because um, our, I say our story, like all of ours, yes. when, because like for me, I had to get chromosomal testing done mm-hmm. before I could even start the process okay. to, or genetic testing to make sure that, you know, everything was good to go, wasn't a carrier for anything. Mm-hmm. And I tell a lot of people that are young and getting married that want to have kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you need to do this beforehand right. because you don't know what you have or don't have right. or what your partner has or doesn't have. 
mm-hmm. which is why part of the reason why we have so many kids being born with health issues, right? Because we don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's again, who's who's telling us this? I don't like, know. Unless you're going being- that route, who the fuck? Like no one's talking to me about that. Like my ex and I, when we were together and we made a baby the old fashioned way, nobody was telling us about that. Even when I went to my doctor's appointments. Nobody said anything. Like we talked about gestational diabetes, which I had with Riley, but that was it. Like there was literally nothing else. Yeah. Here in the States, they, um, they test you once you're pregnant for genetic markers. Oh, I think they do for us too, maybe after, but there was yeah. no like, by the way, because then it's, you're already pregnant. Yeah. And then you're going to be having a really horrible decision to make if something is up and no one wants to be put in that position. If yeah. you already know, you could have avoided that completely, right? Exactly. Like I've known a couple of people that had to go IVF because of having markers oh, wow. um, that they wanted to avoid. And were they they were like um husband wife situation yeah. and trying and they just weren't successful or yeah, they were okay. um they weren't successful the old fashioned way, so they had to go IVF. Okay. But like I don't know if you heard about it up in Canada, but like there was a couple um here in the states that they went to a fertility clinic because they both had cancer markers that they didn't want to pass on oh, uh, wow. different ones and the clinic lied about doing the testing and put a embryo that a good embryo that had the markers for stomach cancer oh my god their son may have to have his stomach removed at 15 holy shit Mm-hmm. Well, that's obviously a huge lawsuit is going on. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, my God. But how scary. How like, uh, but that's, that's, again, a whole other thing. What's kind of cool is that I have um, a genetics expert going to be on the podcast next week. I'm actually recording nice. with her tomorrow. So I have like a bajillion questions to ask her about all that. And I got a bunch of questions from everybody, too. But it's just it's just nuts how all of that works. And again, like we don't. I don't know about you, but in school, no one taught us any of that. Growing up, like my parents never talked about any of that. I didn't know I had options. I didn't know, hey, when you're young, plan ahead for those things. Like the amount of people too that are telling me like, you know, I've had nothing but issues and hiccups and it's hard. And now I'm in my mid forties and I'm just hitting roadblock after roadblock. And it's had we all known Mm-hmm. right start early and there's no shame in doing it on your own and good for you and prep ahead like what a different experience it could be for everyone oh right? for sure for the majority anyways right we're gonna take a break to talk about single mom mindset the ultimate course for women that are considering choice motherhood the course takes you all the way from A through Z on your journey. A being the considering phase and really deciding if this is the path for you and including choosing your donor, what it's like to be pregnant and navigating a solo pregnancy, um, having tough conversations and navigating that, figuring out a work-life balance as a solo mom and a ton more. And you can join today in the show notes below, the link below. And if you're not already following me at on Instagram at Candace Catherine, um, do so for all the daily life of choice motherhood. Now let's get back to the show. I live in Texas, so I'm down the South. So our mentality in small towns is, you know, 
grow up, marry high school sweetheart, mm-hmm. start popping out babies when you're in your twenties. Mm-hmm. So like half the people I go to high school, went to high school with still live in my hometown. And most of them married their high school sweethearts, popped out babies, happily married. I hope for them, but yeah. like, they're still there. I'm like, there's a whole wide world out there. <laughs> yeah. Like there's <laughs> options. Right. You don't have to stay with that person. It's funny too, though, but I think it's just, again, we're just products of our our childhood, right? Like if our parents teach us, this is what you should do. Oftentimes that's what you end up doing. Right. So I'm just, I'm glad I feel just blessed to be able to have these conversations woman to woman to other women that are listening to just empower one another to realize that like, there are so many options. If things aren't working out in the dating world and you really want a family, you have options. So oh, absolutely. I mean, some of my friends joke about how when I first got pregnant, they're like, you know, we could have just taken you into the city and found you somewhere <laughs> cheaper. No. I was like, yes, but I wouldn't know anything about them. No. And th- no, thank you. That's right. not my style. Like yeah. my mom my mom jokes because like she saw my donor information. Cause you know, right. we share it with our moms right. and she was like, why can't you just go find him in real life and marry him? He's perfect. And I was like, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> I signed paperwork saying I wouldn't look for him. Right. Oh my God. Oh, that is an interesting topic. It's maybe a bit taboo to get into, but what I'm going to ask you anyways, and you can tell me, but what is your perspective on non-disclosure and like if your son eventually decides that he wants more information, he wants to seek out a relationship, how do you feel? That's a heavy question. You could tell me like, girl, mind your business, but I'm just- No, asking. 100%. That was my one non-negotiable. He okay. had to be a known donor because okay. it's not about me at the end of the day. It's about him. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted him to have the option to find his donor if yeah. he so chooses. If he doesn't, wonderful. If he does, fantastic. Right. So I, I wanted him to have the option. Love that. Love that. Love that. Um, it's just, it's so sad because you hear so many stories. And now with 23andMe and those like donor, um, those ID, uh, what are the hell are they called? The DNA testing kits and yeah. whatever. I mean, you can find out a lot with those things, but it's mm-hmm. just trying to imagine a child. And there are many that are grown now that don't have that information. And it's just how sad that is for them. There's so much misinformation and the people get so misguided. And it's like, we need to just leave that option up to our kids because it's not, I feel like it's not for us. Like we made a choice. It's a beautiful choice, but they should yeah. also have one. Right. Oh, absolutely. And that was my biggest thing. Cause like, yeah, I saw some really good donors on there, yeah. um, but that were non ID, but mm-hmm. I didn't want him to have that regret of not being able to find his other half or to know his other half for his culture mm-hmm. and uh, having access to it. Right. So that yeah, was, because- oh, sorry. Oh, no, you're good. That that literally was the one thing. Like I had other things where I was like, oh, we can take off this box and this box and this box. Yes. But that was the one thing. Like I wouldn't look at any other donor if it was a non-ID. I noticed that too when I was looking that a lot of the non-ID seemed really great. Like there was a lot of like fantastic ones and it was like, oh, that sucks. But 
thinking about it from my perspective, if I was to donate and I chose non-ID, because this is going back to the 23andMe, because everyone's like, yeah, but they can find out through 23andMe. But mm. if I was to donate and I signed off that I do not want to be ID'd, it's for a reason. Like I am actively choosing that I do not want to connect with this possible child. Yeah. Right? I would imagine because if I was open to the idea of meeting them, I would put open ID. Right. And I can't even right. imagine so, what the donors, like what their thought process is in making right. that decision. Like I would love to just pick their brains about it. Like, why yeah. did you choose to be known or why did you choose to not to be known? Right. And that, you know, I'll just have to wait 18 years to see if <laughs> he wants to go meet his, meet his donor. And then I can yeah. ask. Yes. I'm right there with you. Maybe one day we could get one to talk to us, a donor. I have to write that down. That'd be kind of cool. One that's obviously open, but be cool to yeah. hear their perspective. Um, but yeah, it's just because so many people say, well, nowadays with with the DNA testing, no matter what, you can find out that information. And it's like, but if somebody doesn't want to be found, like how great is that connection going to be? Probably not great, right? So again, just repeating to try for the women that are considering this, try to go for ID people that, you know, are open ID that are accessible, that are willing to connect, hopefully when the time comes, if your child should choose, because it's important. Yeah. We talked about your family support and just like your girlfriends and everybody around you that is just really there for you, which is fantastic. Um, mm -hmm. And it's something that you've wanted or you, that you knew was an option for a really long time, which is really cool. Um, mm -hmm. um, oh, do you have advice for other choice moms or other women that are maybe considering this option? Don't restrict yourself on you know, having specific boxes checked off, like looks and things like that, because, you know, the kid or kids are going to be half of you anyway. So, you know, you have to look into that, but I mean, just being open to what's there, because like when I first started looking, I, there was one donor, my donor kept like sitting in the corner of the screen okay. as I was scrolling through. And I was like, no, doesn't have the right blood type because I thought I was O negative and I turned out I was O positive. I was like, Oh, that opens up a whole new world of donors. <laughs> okay. And, but he kept like sitting there and I kept looking at his little, uh, little kid picture. I was okay. like, no, I'm not going to look at that one. And I went through and I found all these donors, but they were meh. Okay. And then when I found out my actual blood type, I was like, Oh, now I can go back and look at all the new donors. And then I clicked on him and it was just like every little box that I had subconsciously checked okay. off. Right. On there for like, we had the same interests uh, and same, you know, same, not background, but like activities and okay. thinking and health and like all kinds of stuff. So it actually, like, if you see that one in the corner, where you're really kind of curious, right? Don't don't ignore it. Right. Check it. Look and see. It might be the perfect one for you. Right. Oh, that was a big one for me. I was like, no, they're gonna be the cutest baby ever. And it's like obviously I think my kids are super cute, but it's like we all have this like ideal. And it's like mm -hmm. they're your kid. You're gonna think your kid is the cutest kid on the planet, no matter what. Really? Oh, yeah. Right? Like, and I remember the the psychologist woman actually said it to me. She was like, you know, people 
will often focus on the most beautiful look and it's it's a picture of another child so like I don't know what they look like now anyways Mm -hmm. right like it's a kid when they're like four so kids change right the donor's ID was like a four-year-old so um but yeah it was so big for me at first like they need to be super cute super cute. They need to look like us. They have to have brown hair and light eyes because we have brown hair and light eyes. And it's like, Leo has brown eyes and like nobody died. He's beautiful. His eyes are like a hazel and he's so cute. Right. Thank you. I love his cheeks. His cheeks make my day. Like (laughs) one of my goddaughters. Oh, it's my, both of my children got dimples and obviously they have two different fathers or biological father and I'm like what the fuck where are my dimples what the fuck is this and it's funny because the the donor I don't think has dimples he has a chin dimple which Leo has a little bit of like a little butt chin happening but I'm Mm -hmm. like what's with the dimples like I feel personally robbed that they got the cute dimples what the hell but yes because you can look at your beautiful work and see what you've done oh yes thank you I love that Mm -hmm. yeah my uh my donor I laughed because when I looked at the picture that was on the clip was from like four or five years old okay did his lifetime pictures his baby picture he looks like a babushka I love it. I was was like, he's so adorable. He just looks like a like a little babushka, and then he just grew through it. So it was it was really funny. It's funny, yeah, because it's it's so unimportant. Like it's a cute thing, but now, like looking, like I probably wouldn't have chosen chosen that donor. But Mm -hmm. I was like huge on like the genetic things, like what like any diseases, any like cancers that are like um, that could be passed down, things like that. Like then I realized the importance of that. Yeah, like that's way more important. So, yeah, just for other moms, like you were saying, try to just keep an open mind and really check them out and don't be dead set on certain things like have your non-negotiables. Sure. But be open-minded and kind of have fun too. I think people take the fun out of it too. Like it can be fun looking at those things. I found anyways. It was it was definitely interesting. It got a little overwhelming from time to time because you're just going through all this information, listening to, you know, their interviews and looking yeah. at the pictures and their health and their family health. And it's just like, holy cow. <laughs> I think I, I think I ingested way more coffee while I was going through all of the lists than I normally do. No, I, I get it. I agree. Yes. Do you have anything that you want to add? Anything that you want to share? Any specifics that don't let other people's opinions mm-hmm. hold you back or second guess yourself? So because like I had I had people that they did it with the best of intentions and they did it with from love that they were like, oh, well, you know, you could freeze your eggs and you Mm -hmm. could do it at this time. And that way you can you can be more prepared. You can have X amount of money in the account. You can have this and you can have that. And it's like it's never going to be. It's never going to be perfect. Right. It's never you're never going to have all the money, unless you win the lottery, right? unless you win the lottery or something like that, or um, you're never going to have enough money because mm-hmm. kids are expensive right? and you know, life happens, right? but also go into it with positivity as well. Mm-hmm. Because like, I remember when I, um, I laugh about my day, like when I went into the doctor's office, because 
And when I tell the story, everybody cracks up about it because I was at work and I had a feeling because it was a Friday and I called my doctor's office after I got done with working with a client. And I was like, hey, I'm supposed to be ovulating this weekend. What's the plan? And my doctor's nurse was like, let me talk to her and see what she says. And she goes, can you be here in 20 minutes? I was like, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there in like 20, 30 minutes. I go in. And, and it wasn't even with my doctor. It was with another OB in the office, which um, I personally don't like male doctors, okay. but um, I had to go see a male doctor that day. And I was like, you know, and I told him this, I was like, it's going to be really funny if the first time you, uh, I see a male doctor, <laughs> you're the one to get me pregnant. <laughs> and the it, it happened. happened. Uh-huh. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and that's how it happened. And like, I went back to work and because it had been a couple months since my ex and I had broken up, one of my clients was like, Hey, what do you think about dating a firefighter? And I was like, mm, I'm actually not thinking about dating right now. I'm trying to get pregnant. Oh my and she God. goes, wait, what? And she goes, when? And I said, I got back 30 minutes ago. Oh my God. <laughs> I love that. What was her face? She, uh, she sat up and oh, looked shit. at me because I'm a massage therapist. So she like okay. sat up on the table and looked at me. She's like, what? What are you talking about? And she and she's like, but you do everything by yourself. And I was like, and exactly like, yes, it that's the I think going from that. That is the biggest takeaway is that, yes, it is hard to be a single mom. Yes, you have to make all the choices yourself, mm-hmm. but you get to make all the choices yourself. You parent your way. You pick your kid's name. You mm-hmm. pick where your kid goes to school. You pick your parenting style. Mm-hmm. You pick everything and set all the rules. Yep. You don't have to ask anybody for their opinion unless you want to. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to you don't have to barter or make choices and say, "Well, I like what you're doing over here, but I don't like this." So yes. let's meet here in the middle. Mhm. There are a lot of women in marriages that are mothers and they feel like they are carrying all the weight yep. and not just the parental weight, but they are also carrying the weight of their partner. And mm-hmm. it's like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to yeah. do that unless I'm doing it with an absolute equal partner who carries their weight and if we're to have children together or you know whatever blend a family like you're carrying your share of the weight of the kids like if that's not a thing I don't want it because then I'll just do it myself why add you to the mix why yeah it's why give myself an extra headache when I'm going to end up doing all the work anyway exactly I said it's so much easier besides look at all the great societies around the world I mean a lot of them are matriarchal societies yeah yes and as of now through science we don't actually need men we just get to birth baby feminists and raise them to be better (laughs) men than the generations before them I think people are gonna have a lot to say and I I can't wait yes and I hope that the whole right when do you do by the way 16th the 16th of when April Holy shit. It's like soon, soon, mm-hmm. soon, yeah. soon. Okay. So everybody send some good energy, lots of love. You've got this. How are you feeling now? Like it's really close. Not to scare I'm, you. That's like exciting. I'm good. I'm yeah. really good. Like everything has been moved along nicely. Like I've got yeah. everything 
you're all prepared lined up got my doulas and like all of that although I did have a oh shit moment when I went to a birthing class over (laughs) the weekend and the teacher decided to show us five minute two five minute videos one of medicated and unmedicated vaginal birth and then one of two c-sections aha of course the Vaginal births was right at the crowning and every single woman in the, everybody, not just the women, but everybody in that auditorium, their jaws, our jaws just like dropped. No shit. Yeah. Oh dear God, that's about to happen to us. (laughs) And of course with me, the only being a nineties kid, the only thing that popped into my head was like Ace Ventura with the rhino birth. And did you say it out loud? No. No, but I traumatized one of my coworkers when I told her about it. And then I made her watch the video that no. put my clip of it. She's only 23. She she was born in 2000. So like she didn't know Ace Ventura. Oh, yeah, for sure. I was like, here you go. And she watched it. And she's like, oh, no. Why? Why? And I was like, you're, you're welcome. welcome. You got an extra level of birth control. Oh, shit. Okay. But th- th- this I have to say. I've had two kids. Riley was an emergency C-section. Leo was a planned C-section. I've never watched a birth. I refuse. I am terrified. I went in for Riley and it was like, holy fuck, this is going to happen. Like I was in the hospital because I started bleeding. I don't know. That's maybe TMI, but, and it was like, oh shit. Like she's coming. Like I was supposed to be induced on the Monday. I went to the hospital on the Thursday and it was like, hold there. I had this Oh, fuck like I'm gonna have to push her out of my body like uh, can I do this can I actually do this and I was freaking out and then but I was in active labor it was like hellish for like 20 something hours and then I was pushing she wouldn't come out and it felt awful and then it was a c-section and it was like okay I'll do it again like it was so awful for like such a short amount of time Mm-hmm. that it's like and now when I think back like I would have 105 babies like I don't want to raise 105 babies because I'm tired oh, sure. but to have them it's just wild because you you like I I can't watch a, a birth like that like I I know it would freak me out just because I'm a blood person like blood freaks me out but there wasn't even any blood at least oh. not on the first one <laughs> and then the gore came with the second I can't well, yeah, you know, you're being gutted and like they're being like all of it. But like the fun part is, is that because I've waited so long to have kids, like a lot of all my girlfriends that want to have kids um, have already had them. So I've seen, not seen, but I know how like their birthing was like both the hardest and the easiest. And like one of my aunts, she, when she had her second daughter, they had pulled up into the emergency exit or the emergency entrance for their hospital. And my uncle ran in and was like, my wife's having a baby. Doctor was like, yeah. Or the security guy was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And they slowly come out. And by the time the staff comes out, my cousin is in his arms. She gave birth in the car. By herself? Uh Well, I mean, he was there. He caught my cousin, but like. Holy shit. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, Mm -hmm. I come from a strong line of females. Oh, I love it. Oh, mm-hmm. you're going to kick ass. I have no, like just the energy that you have, like, it's just badass mom. Like I have no doubt from the beginning when we started like chatting on Instagram or whatever, like I, no doubt you're going to kill it. You have mm-hmm. good vibes. Absolutely. Um, So just more on that, if you don't mind, what is your, 
do you want to share a little bit of maybe your plan? Are you doing um, a hospital? I or? plan to carry on the bad acidry and okay. go unmedicated. Oh yeah. But in a hospital, are you doing oh, a yeah. I'm not, I refuse to do a water birth. I'm not, okay. I'm a germaphobe, so I'm not sitting in any of in that water. Okay. No, thank you. Okay. Um, <laughs> do power to the women that want to do it and do yeah. it. Like yeah. that's all you, no, thank you. But, um, no. But yeah, I plan to go as unmedicated as possible. I have an amazing support team between my doula, my mom, and my son's godmother will be there. So okay. all of the strong, positive female energy bringing him into the world. So it'll be yeah. it'll be really good. So if I need the drugs, I'll take the drugs. Yeah. But my plan is to not take the drugs. Well, good for you. I send you all the power. Again, everybody just... I'm asking all the listeners to send you good vibes, good energy, prayers, love, all the good stuff. You've got this. Um, well, I'm happy. It was a good chat. And I'm so glad that you were here. Thank and you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Take care. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and come back next Thursday for an all new episode. Bye.